Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode 18. Episode 18, Pulling the Plug, was written by Kathy McCormick and directed by Anne Kindberg. It aired on March 25th, 2010. Enjoy. That's literally like 12 years ago this week. It's insane. That's so crazy. I was just thinking about that the other day, how like there was something I saw. Oh, uh, Ariana Grande's new, um, it's not a new song. It's literally like 12 years old. Um, The Way with Mac Miller. Jordan Sparks posted about it because Jordan Sparks wrote it and she was like celebrating the anniversary of it. She was like 12 years ago today or however many. And I was just like, it's crazy to think about like when we say 2010, 2011, which is like when we graduated high school, that's like 10 plus years ago. Isn't that crazy? When I say 10 years ago, I mean 1990. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Me too. Or like even like 2000 at the earliest but anything mm-hmm. beyond that I'm just like I still can't believe that like people were born after us <laughs> I know I know it's unreal it's crazy so dear listeners uh there's some construction going on directly outside my apartment right now mm-hmm. so if you hear background noise I apologize I try to be a little insulated but and also that means that our dear um podcast podcast <laughs> pod, pod, like our pod dog Yes. Yeah, our dear pod dog will oh, may, dog. maybe go in a little a little more uh, woofy than usual. So I apologize. I apologize for that. I'm going to try and feed her some treats here. And by treats, <laughs> I mean celery and carrots because I can trick her into thinking that that is the good stuff. Delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, we're going to try to keep the quality great for you. But, you know, who knows? Right. All right. It's all good. <laughs> We'll do our best. <laughs> What's your first note? My first note is that Addison's really trying to act like nothing happened with her and Sam, which I know from my from my memory they didn't get a chance to actually kiss. I don't even know if they were going. They weren't even leaning in for a kiss. It was just like very clear by their physicality. Yeah, the way that was, they were. Right. It was no way to hide it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just like I really funny to me that Addison was trying to be like nothing happened Sam like it's just like she saw us and Sam is very much trying to be like girl let's just call it what it is and yeah yeah um I forgot to do the patient breakdown oh I'm sorry no no that's my fault (laughs) um so first notes we have no oh my goodness my brain so our patient breakdown is first notes and miscellaneous per usual We have Kayla Lindy, who is pregnant, and we should also probably say that she's on life support. I feel like just saying that she's pregnant isn't enough detail. To understand the whole, yeah. (laughs) We have Luke Wilder has a cold. Pete Wilder has a cold. Addison Mm -hmm. Forbes Montgomery also has a cold. (laughs) It's it's cold season. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Also, Robin is pregnant, and Robin's baby has a cracked clavicle. So I know it makes me shiver just to I, oh, when they were gosh. doing it I was like I can't watch I couldn't believe it maybe because like part like to me the clavicle is such a fascinating part of the body too it's part it's like the part of the body I like usually most admire on people sometimes that I see I'd be like look at your clavicle so when they were talking about a baby's clavicle I immediately was like oh. I know I'm like please don't but it was cool right. how I know we're not to Robin yet but it was cool yes. how Pete said um babies are elastic did he say 
just like he'll heal no matter what. Gotcha. Okay. I was, I was wondering, cause I was like, they were so casual about it and it wasn't until I think I heard Dell's like, or it was a Dell or Cooper, I forget which one said like, but babies heal fast. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even know that that was a part of the body that can heal. I just thought that it was like, yeah, obviously we know bones can, <laughs> can be repaired and, and heal. But the thought, I just thought that like, once you break your clavicle, it's over for you. The area, I know. There are yeah. some bones that can't heal, and I tell you that because I broke one of them. Oh, no. Tell me what it is. Um, so you grow them. It's if dear, dear listeners, if you are squeamish, perhaps fast forward a minute. Yes, I apologize. <laughs> so there are bones called sesamoids that you – they're grown by friction. So mm. piano players – and other, some instruments, but mostly piano players, grow them in their fingers. Mm. And dancers, baseball catchers, and horses grow them in their feet. Wow. So they're right, like, here. Uh-huh. And they're like grown Like, in the by, webs? Yeah. Sorry. Like, oh, I don't even know. Like, right here. I don't even know what uh, this part. It's, like, the, the inside of the knuckle, like, the palm okay. part of the knuckle. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, directly on the ball of the foot. So okay. since, you know, I, I danced like four times a week for mm-hmm. a million years. I yeah. grew them on my um, feet. You can't oh see God. them or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was warming up for, ironically, an acting final project. What are the mm-hmm. – just final, an acting final. And we were given this new studio in this new part of the campus mm-hmm. that was actually an old building that hadn't been used. Uh-oh. And it was concrete. So, you know, you're not supposed to jump on concrete. In acting class, you have no shoes on and you're just like, your body is fully given to your art. So I heard this big crack and I was like jumping, warming up. And I was like, "Mm, that's interesting. And then I was like, ouch. So (laughs) I did my final and then the next day it still wasn't feeling better and I had a dance final. So I told my dance teacher, and I was not expecting him to have this reaction. I was expecting him to be like, suck it up. You can do it. The show must go on. Definitely yeah. didn't talk like that. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's okay. But it. he, he was like, you don't mess with that. Go to the doctor right now. Go to urgent care. Go to the podiatrist. Wow. Good. And I was like, okay. Good. I'm glad that he was a good teacher and like put your health and safety first. Because- yeah. So those are bones. And so... Bones heal because they have a blood supply to them Mm -hmm. and it like heals like a cut would heal or other things. So Mm -hmm. because those bones are formed by friction, Mm -hmm. like not connected to your skeleton, Mm -hmm. they can't heal because they don't have a blood supply. So like my first year in New York, because I was walking a million miles a day. I also Mm -hmm. went to the podiatrist again because the arch of my foot hurt from, you know, not wearing correct shoes for walking six miles a day. Who would have thought? Right. And and she was like, you're here for the arch of your foot, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, have you ever had any foot pain towards the ball? And I was like, oh, yeah, I broke those. Ah! <laughs> like, I'm already aware. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I don't oh, know. My. I mean, occasionally if I'm at like a wedding or something and I'm wearing high heels, I can sort of feel it after a couple hours. That doesn't gotcha. bother me that much anymore. But yeah, they don't heal. So all about the clavicle. Look, I learned something new today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're called sesamoids. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. We love them. Don't break them. You probably have them, too. I probably do, to be honest. I'm from dance and stuff. Um, Yeah, I I had, like, a 
it, it wasn't a bone thing, but I, I'm still unsure to this day what it was, but like, a, I, I, I'd gotten Leducas for the first time, mm-hmm. listeners, I'm sure you, those of you who are involved in performance, I'm sure I've heard of the Leduca shoes, they're a very infamous shoe a professional dance shoe. Um, and I was given to them in a production and I was so excited to have them because I had yeah. never worn them before, but I don't think I had the the right shape um, mm. that fit my feet. I'm flat footed, um, but I have a narrow foot and the Latukas I was given had a round toe curve to them. Yeah, And it was rubbing up against it really bad to the point that it was like, an extension like on my on my um oh the ball of my toe and it was just yeah. like at first I thought it was just like a blister or something and then after a while it got to the point where I couldn't dance and it was so painful and I went to the doctor as well and he was just like you shouldn't dance he was like stay off your foot for at least one day of rehearsal because he was like if you keep if you keep dancing on this foot it's going to get infected and spread throughout your foot leg so on and so oh, forth and I was God. like okay and I just didn't realize the seriousness of it so it's it's kind of crazy how like we have to keep on top of that, like as performers and like, especially like dancer dancers, I can only imagine all the foot trauma. They, I know. <laughs> they oh my experience. God, point shoes. That's what, when you said that, that was my first thought. When you said it's common in like dancers, I was mm-hmm. like, I know people who do point probably experience it. To me, they're inhuman because I'm just, yeah. <laughs> to do the things they do on point, even though I know people have made a career out of it for years, I'm still unsure if our body should be doing that. Superhuman. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to get too off topic, but like those pictures when you see their foot, like how how it, how it is in the shoe, and then there'll be those photos where it yeah. shows like what their foot's doing, like if they weren't wearing shoes. I'm just like, it's terrifying to me, but I commend them. Have yeah. so much respect. <laughs> good on good on all of the wonderful superhuman people yes. of the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> Something that you said made me think of Bridgerton, like forever hmm. ago. Oh, did you start this season? I finished oh, it in one day. Get out the- no, because I'm jealous. I pulled I'm a Melissa. Girl, I know, <laughs> and it's so unlike me. You know, I told you. I've been- Do you usually take your time with series? Uh, yeah. That's good. See, I need to be like that because I like, what else did I watch recently? The That's another new series with, um, of course, her name is escaping me. I can't think of it right now. I'll, I'll think about it afterwards. But I watched another series on Netflix recently that was really good. And I binged it in like a whole day. And I was just like, Missy, you can't even like take a show and enjoy it. But I'm only on like episode two of Bridgerton. I'm really like taking my, my slow time. And it's good. It's great. I've just like had like other stuff to do and like paused it. And, but yeah. Um, did you like it better than last season? It's very different. Very different. That's what I've gathered. Yeah. I really like that they are spending time with Queen Charlotte and okay. King George. Um, I am really into history, especially women in history. And so what I know about Queen Charlotte and what I know about King George <laughs> and Queen Ruthie. <laughs> what about me? Exactly. Um, last last season I I was like cool great like Charlotte mm-hmm. but I wanted to know more about her so we spent a lot more time with her this season which oh, is wonderful okay. um and I'm not gonna tell you if you see King George or not because you're just gonna have to see yes 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 keep, keep and yeah so I like when the actual history comes into it a little bit okay and there's also I think a lot more character development for a lot of our characters okay but the thing is that like I have this problem a lot when I watch 
like normal people television that isn't documentaries, mm. which is why I think I like documentaries so much, yeah. is that I know where it's going from like episode one. Yeah. And I'm sure you do too. Yeah. You know yeah. exactly where it's going. So I'm sure. like, do I watch this knowing exactly what is going to happen? Mm-hmm. And yeah. out of all of the storylines, I was only surprised by one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. it's a little frustrating. Sure, I get that. But it's beautiful to watch. It I is. love the cast. Good, good. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop watching it. Of course, of course. I was thinking about that too. It's just like there are definitely, you know, predictable um, storylines in it and moments. And, um, but I, there was one scene I was watching, I think it was just between the, the Viscount's mom and I can't think of the other um, Featherington woman of color who's oh uh, Lady Danbury Lady Danbury it was like a scene between them like while they were at, like at the race and I was just like the language is so beautiful like I don't mm-hmm. even care even care what they're saying but just to like you know hear the the heightened language and the musicality of it I enjoy watching it for that but um but yeah I'm definitely interested to see how like everything unfolds because uh, I'm very early in the season. But. Yeah. I'm really happy that they brought Lady Danbury back because she was yeah. one of my favorite characters last season. And I yes. was worried with Simon not being in it, that she also wouldn't be in it because, you yes. know, she was in there through with being his godmother. Right. But the way right. they wove her in, I really like. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. And seeing that it's Shondaland. Yes. Yes, I, it is. Yeah. I meant to look at the, um, the writer's room list and the producer's mm-hmm. list. Yeah. But as you know very well, Melissa, the Oscars <laughs> took my entire brain from me oh, last night. Girl, of course. Of <laughs> so, course, understandably. Yeah. So I didn't get to, but I do know that Tom Verica was in the credits for the final episode. Oh, okay. Because oh, his wow. name popped out at me. So I have to look and see if our our favorite person, Ayanna A. Floyd, is in it. Yeah. Or Ayanna yes. Floyd Davis now. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll take a look at that. Let me know. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Don't look at anything, as you know, until you're finished because I don't oh, want wow. anything. Not, I mean, by episode two, like, you know everything already. Sure, sure. No, I get it. Yeah. But I loved it. Yay. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Um. All right. First notes, I guess. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. A lot of first notes. Yeah. At um, 5 15, five minutes and 15 seconds in. Charlotte straight pours Greek yogurt out of the container into a bowl, like pours it, doesn't use a spoon, nothing. And I was thinking, I was like, first of all, who does this? Yeah. But then I was thinking a really deep dive into my head. Maybe it was mm-hmm. regular yogurt and that's like less thick. Cause I feel like it's oh. it like Danimals or Yoplait. You uh-huh. could like pour it out. But I was thinking yeah. Greek yogurt, which I have in my fridge right now. I was like, that would never just pour out, and only the water would. It's a little thicker, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, usually people, you know, transfer it with a spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to portion it out. Right. <laughs> and then I got thinking of, have Charlotte and Dell ever talked before? Very interesting, to the point that I was like, I feel like we haven't seen Dell in so long that I was very shocked. Yeah. Like I had to like, oh my gosh, I had to, I had to get myself together because I was just like, I wasn't expecting Dell to even be on my like list of characters for this episode because it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like, no, we rarely, I felt like last time we checked in on Dell, 
that's when like he and Violet's like friendship was starting to at Maya's wedding. Yeah, yes, at Maya's wedding. I feel like that's the last time we saw him. I think it was. Um, He's been gone for a while. A minute, a little break. I wonder. This was this was what year? Two thousand ten. Is that the same year that the Help came out? I think the Help came out in two thousand eleven. So maybe they were like in production during that time. And we're like. Yeah. 2011. No, you're right. I know what he was doing. Um, oh, okay. But I'm going to wait a while. Okay. That's okay. No, I'm just always like that. I'm just like, if they were away, most likely it's because they were working on something. So what else came out of that time? I no, tried, but like, do the math. No, that, that was probably part of it because it did come out in 2011. But gotcha. this okay. aired in March. Oh my gosh, wait, you know what we can do? We can look at the shoot dates. Um, but tell me your le- your next note while I look this up. Yeah, um, we're still on first thoughts, right? Yeah. I think I was just um, so taken aback by the the option to pull the plug on Kayla. Mm-hmm. I was like, pull the plug? That's literally what my note was. Um, I just couldn't believe that it had came to that. Um, yeah, that was, that was my only other first note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mine were only about um, Dell and Charlotte and that yeah. yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> it was filmed in Greenwood, Mississippi. Oh, this episode? No. The oh, help. The Help. The oh, but I was like, that showed in Mississippi? Filming dates. Oh, wow. Um, July 5th, 2010 to August 22nd. Strange. That's such a short turnaround. That's a very short turnaround. Wow, they shot the whole movie in, in two months? Cool. Yeah, and then it was out in January of 11. Wow. I guess because of maybe the, the pandemic has, like, warped my my mind when it yeah. comes to shoot dates because it's, like, I'm thinking that, like, I, uh, there has to be at least a year in between when, uh you know, when a movie was shot, but it's just, like, back in the day before, <laughs> before pandemic guidelines got <laughs> in the way, I guess. Oh, my God, people, back in the day. I know, which is, like, crazy to even say. But uh, I guess people were able to, like, shoot and, you know, release within a quicker time period. I don't know. know. Who would have thought? Yeah. I remember when West Side Story and In the Heights were both filming, like, on the same blocks. Yeah. In the summer of 19. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Even I forget that, like, they shot. I knew In the Heights had been, like, in the vault for a minute. But, like, I forgot West Side. I didn't even realize that they shot those at the same time. Wow. Shall we move on to Kayla Lindy? Yes, let's. They were talking so close to that door, Sam and Addison. Eddie yeah. could absolutely hear them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, so much for being discreet. Yeah. I feel so badly for everybody in the situation, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a very difficult situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially for the husband, that it's like, you know, he just wants the best for his wife and he feels that the best would be for her to be at peace, you know, yeah. be left alone and not be hooked up to machines, which I totally understand. And I'm so quick to side with him as well, because of course I do understand the, I know we discussed this before and I still, they're not considered the, she, she's the surrogate, Kayla's the surrogate. Yeah. So they're the adoptive parents. Yes. I understand the adoptive parents' point of view, because it's like, obviously, yes, they, um, an arrangement has been made but like I think because of their personalities particularly what's her name the mom Angie (laughs) I think her energy has just been so you know 
bold this whole time and I'm like I'm very quick to side with Kayla and Eddie or or in this case Eddie specifically in this one because it's like you know they they want their babies at the end of the day that's their their motive is to yeah. keep the babies alive and understandably yeah, so yeah absolutely but, um, but yeah, he's on the side of it. Like, look, <laughs> he's like my wife's. <laughs> my wife's life comes before you getting your children, and it's just yeah. like it's a very, very gray situation. Yeah, it really is. Charlotte's one hundred percent correct though that they need to have the judge in because at that point, yeah. and I really like when she steps into her chief of staff <laughs> little brain space or when, like, yeah. that outfit. Yes, I like when she does that, and she's like. You know, I could deal with legal things of this for the next 20 years, or we could do it right to start. Right. Absolutely. That's so Mm -hmm. true. That was a good call on her point. Yeah. Vanessa says all of us should be on the side of these babies. Mm. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But also... Mm. I mean, we could go down, like, a very dark, different path talking about, like... I understand. Have you gotten to, I don't think you have. Will you plug your ears for a minute? Yes. Okay, you can just take your headphones off. Okay. Dear, dear listeners, I forgot to say that Melissa's plugging her ears because this is a spoiler for Bridgerton season two. If you have not finished, fast forward for like a minute, I think. Okay, Editor Sam out. So this reminds me of episode whatever in Bridgerton. The reason that I asked Melissa to take her headphones off is because I don't know if she got there yet. But uh, when Lord, is it Lord? No, Viscount Bridgerton dies and Anthony, I think his name is, the like the boy, the, the boy, I guess he is a boy. The man that this season surrounds when he has to make the decision of whether to save his mother or his new sibling it reminds me a lot of this. And I mean, I think that Anthony, Anthony made the right decision of saying that, you know, his mother, the person going through it should make the decision and not him. But obviously in the situation, it's Eddie who has to make the decision. He has to because his wife is in a coma. Okay, Melissa's coming back now. I ended up just having to like mute it because I was like, my headphones were so, so loud. I'm oh, yeah. Turn the volume down. <laughs> I think it's it's in this season of Bridgerton, which is why I had to take your okay. earphones off. Gotcha, yeah. But you'll yeah, know. I'm only on episode two. <laughs> you'll know when it comes to it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I understand. I knew that, I knew that the judge was going to make that decision because I've been watching enough Law & Order to know that that's mm-hmm. legally, you know, what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's still so sad and they're all right. Like all correct. Yeah. They're not all yeah. right. They're all correct. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, exactly. But still someone has to get hurt and like more than hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. When she was like, this is an emotional and volatile situation. I was just like, oh, they really think this man is going to, you, you know, of course he's not looking at it that way. He's of looking course. at it as like, you know, as putting his wife to rest or, or peace but like yeah, I was like they really think this man would like kill his wife and like I and and, and as we see yeah. later in the episode my point was proven and I was just like oh he because <laughs> I I'm jumping ahead I'm getting ahead of myself here now but um when Charlotte left the yep. door unlocked for him um I had to wait for a moment because I was just like 
surely she's just letting him and I realized later that like she was just really giving him a moment to like have some alone time with his wife and wasn't doing that yeah right wasn't doing it with the intention of being like here's your moment to like you know execute your plan and so that's you know it's it's a shame that in an effort to help him that he kind of like you know crossed her took advantage of like an opportunity that she was trying to give him just to like be with his wife um but yeah it's crazy (laughs) I I remember the first time I watched this I remember it so clearly really holding my breath because I was so sure he was going to shut her life support off Mm. and I had but then I had hope because he didn't and then you Mm. know one commercial or whatever it was he ends up actually doing it yep Every every time I watch this, I forget that this is how it happened. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Because he, yeah, because the, the first shot when we see him in there, it's just like, oh, he's just, you know, comforting his wife, being with her. Because that was the first thing that crossed my mind. I was like, he's going to go in there and do that. And so when he didn't, Same. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think the director, or I guess it's the writer who does the stage directions, but they, mm-hmm. whatever, both of them did a wonderful job with that timing yeah absolutely yeah I mean we know that comedy is all about timing but so is drama Mm -hmm. especially in this situation for sure for sure right exactly do you have any more about Kayla Lindy um no I feel like it's more yeah yeah more about Eddie and we literally said everything (laughs) yeah I mean we can also talk about Eddie or the no does the judge look familiar to you she sure does, and I and I thought about it, but I didn't I didn't look into her, but I know I've seen her several times before. Yeah. So um, when we did the crossover with Grey's the invasion, where like, uh-huh. Jesse Williams and then Sarah Drew are on for the first time, uh-huh. there's an HR representative in Richard's office okay. there to help him fire Izzy. Okay. It's her. Wow. Double books. Uh-huh. We want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mentioned it a little bit when we yeah. released our um it covered private practice three point three and grace mm-hmm. six point five. Wild that that was still this year. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. right. Yeah. Um August nineteenth, I looked it up. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. Wow. But yeah, so I was like, you're going to see her again in private practice. And you got mm-hmm. all excited. And I was like, don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's not for a good reason. No, yeah. it's not like it's not that it's a bad character. There are no sure. small parts, right? But right, there um, are. She was very, very, she was memorable. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's very stern in her ruling. <laughs> right. It's not like we have another Katie on our hands or anything. Right. Right, thank God. Yeah, oh, or another, know. what did we call Cop Dad? Rory's dad? We called him Cop Boy? What did we call him? What did we call him? Oh Our my gosh. Our podcast ghosts are screaming at us. I know. <laughs> I'm sure they remember it. Oh my God, I vaguely remember, but I can't, can't think of it. Who knows? It's okay. That's not the point of the episode. Right. Right. Or is it? Dear listeners, Editor Sam back here, and now that I've already popped in once, I'm here to tell you that we called him Gilmore Dad. (laughs) All right, dear listeners, Lucas Wilder has a cold. Pete Wilder has a cold. Addison Forbes Montgomery also has a cold. Yeah, it's going around. Gosh, those scenes with uh, Addison and Lucas were 
torture. That little montage that they did. I know. Where she's like basically trying to ask, ask him, the baby, how she can help him. I was just like, this is her, her therapy for... Well, at least how I took it. And then it felt like her therapy for what she was going through with Sam and, yeah. and Naomi. Yeah. I really like the um, little montage that they have together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was actually yeah, really beautiful. That scene, that shot with her in the tub. I was like, oh, she's yeah. in the water. Yeah. I find myself forgetting that the whole reason that Addison came to LA was to do that fertility test with Naomi, the old Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The, the Naomi that they only use for like episode one episode. One. Yeah, that That's one. Funny. That's so funny. And then this comes, and I'm like, oh, right. She wanted to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that's like a, it's like a very important part of yeah. Addison's character that, like, I often forget. You know, I think yeah. it gets like lost in the wash of all the other things that she deals with, you know, from like the infidelity and like you know that is all of course you know as as people do (laughs) we put the the wrong things about the person like in the limelight and forget that like they have like wants and desires and emotions and stuff too and Addison's wanted to be a mother for a very long time so it's it's almost like other writers and other showrunners should like take the note that women can have more than one personality trait besides either wanting a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a significant other and wanting a baby. It could How or you know that? yeah, like being obsessed with their job. It could like maybe like women are also multifaceted human beings. I don't know. Imagine. What a concept. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> losing hope slowly losing right. hope <laughs> not so short <laughs> if it's not endorsed by reese or oprah's book club i don't want it right there you go, there you go. <laughs> hilarious yeah exactly i agree i was thrilled to see our babe milo back yes cat. yes similarly to Sam's dog from the first season I was like I know Milo isn't there anymore after a while but I didn't Uh remember being this soon right exactly shout out to the private practice pets oh (laughs) yeah I'm also confused why they're at Addison's house I feel like when people are sick they want to be in their own homes absolutely absolutely and uh when it cut to like the scenes with them being at like you're always good at knowing the difference at Addison's house I was just like oh I think I literally had to know. I was just like, I see Pete is still playing house with Addison. <laughs> that. But, but um, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're at Addison's more than they're at Pete's. <laughs> yeah. Seems. Yeah. Right. When Addison says, I'm a baby doctor, we'll be fine. That really feels like some famous last words. That is uh, absolutely, that was really funny to me. <laughs> there was at one point, Oh, I think it was actually Cooper because I was actually very. My first thought when it when she had called him over to help with Lucas, I was like, "Why would she call Cooper?" And then I was just like, "Oh, he is a pediatrician." <laughs> I know we forget. <laughs> we forget again. Like it gets so masked by everything else going on. But yeah, I have a quote from Cooper mm-hmm. to Addison that mm-hmm. says, "The right person is the person who's there for him." Yes, uh, I quoted that too. That was good. That was in re- in reference to her being like, maybe he knows I'm not his mother and I'm not the one who's supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Is that what that was in reference to? I watched this. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was beautiful. It was. That was really beautiful. 
I also quoted when Addison said to Lucas, um, there are certain things you can fix and there's certain things yes. that you can. And I was like, oh, she is such a fixer, isn't she? And mm-hmm. I, I, I took that as, a, you know, she feels obviously that she can't fix, she can't fix her love for Sam and Naomi finding out. Yeah. Right. But like this, she can, as far as like trying to get like mucus out of Lucas's nose and mm-hmm. I understood her frustration and like, you know, struggling to do the one thing that she feels she should be able to do. Um, but yeah. And she did try to like fix it. I think by like, oh, yeah. even by like rejecting Sam was her way of trying to like fix or make up for like loving him in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 I only have one more note about all these people being sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just that I'm, so nervous about Addison and Lucas falling asleep in that bathtub and I don't know if that like what in me brings that out and I knew it wasn't gonna happen because I've seen the show before many times but I still if I was like I feel like in 2010 I didn't think about it Mm -hmm. but now if I were watching it for the first time, I'd be like, oh my God, they're going to drown. They're going to drown. Could you imagine drown. if I was watching with my mom, that would have been the first thing that she would have said. Oh, yeah. She's always thinking about that. She's another one who can like always predict from the jump what's going to happen to the point that it's like annoying. I'm like, no, nah, you know that. I should have put this in listener mail, but I forgot until this very second. Our dear listener Mimi, one of my very, very most wonderful friends. That's not a sentence. Aww. She texted me and she hasn't watched Private Practice. She hasn't watched Grey's Anatomy except for like maybe two episodes I forced her to. Um, She loves podcasts though. And she texted me the other day and she said something about like, I love listening to your podcast as I'm getting ready for bed because your voice is so calming to me. Oh, I love that. And I see a true voiceover artist here. Oh, bless you. I feel like my voice isn't actually calming. Like I'm no Ira Glass. Um, But I I feel like to her, she's like, oh, this my friend. I love that. Yeah. Especially like a familiar voice. It's like comforting. I love that. It's so sweet. I know it. It made me. It made me real happy. I had to do a little shout out Aww, to Mimi. Shout out to Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> she her her grown up friends call her Marissa. I'm sorry. Shout out okay. to Marissa. Oh, I like that. I like Mimi too. Come so on, Rent. It reminds me of Rent. <laughs> she. Oh, she, yep, yep. She. She we, a big fan. She, yes, because her name is Mimi. She. Uh, we we sometimes you know saying that together. Of course. Do you have any more notes for our uh, trio with the sickness? Honestly, no, not anything that we not already covered. Yeah. Everything to say about Pete. Oh, just about him coming to Addison's defense to Naomi. I'm like, stay out of this, Pete. But I did forget that, like, there was a point where, like, Pete and Naomi were, like, getting, like, to be good friends. Yeah, because they're both working upstairs. Right. But I just thought that him, like, barging into Naomi's office being, like, I even forget what he said. But it wasn't defensive Addison. Like, like you really upset Addison or something. I was just yeah. like, okay, and like, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> all right. Shall we move on to Robin and her baby? Yes. Uh, Robin. And it's so funny that... <laughs> That's, that's my mom's name, listeners, um, Robin. But beyond that, I just thought it was really funny because that's the first time when you were reading the patient breakdown that I actually got her name, Sam. Because for whatever reason, like I was waiting, I was waiting for Cooper and Dell, the ones that she had scenes with, 
to like say her name. I was like, I don't what is her they, name? I don't, I think maybe Del says it once when she's pushing. Gotcha. But yeah, no, they don't say her name because he's not That's... supposed to be her caretaker. Right. He's supposed to have That's eyes. always the she's hardest part. Yeah. For me in general. Like I just always like miss the <laughs> the name of the patient. So like on the first five seconds when a new patient is introduced, I always have to tune in super hard because I'll miss the names and then I'll have to like look it up afterwards. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I never got hers, but yeah. But I recognized her by her real name. Yeah, right. The second she came on screen, I was like, where do I know this person from? I was like, have mm. I watched this episode that many times? No, because it's right. not one of my favorites. <laughs> but I was like, where do I know her from? So I looked her up. I was like, she's giving drama. Like she's giving like a warm, fuzzy feeling in my soul. Uh-huh. Like, where do I know her from? She's Sterling right. Kay Brown's wife. She is. And she's Beauty. on This Is Us. Yeah. So she plays... When it's the young Pearsons and they're at the pool, mm-hmm. she plays uh, the mom of one of the friends. Yes. So you yeah. don't see like grown up Randall with mm-hmm. real life Randall's wife. Wife, <laughs> thank God. I'm a little little awkward, huh? Yeah. 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 She's great. I really, I really like her. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a on Oprah's channel. They have a show called Black Love and they'll invite uh, different black couples in Hollywood onto the show and she and Sterling were on there and like early on like either the, like I'm pretty sure like the first season and it Aww. was like really sweet to like hear about that I didn't know that before that I didn't know that they went to college together and studied acting together and so um it was really really sweet to hear their their love story but I I enjoy her when I see her pop up on different shows <laughs> beautiful did you see Kelly Marie Tran's dress too it's on my story she was the one that was in star wars but then had to delete all her social media because the star wars people were mean to her um gorgeous emerald green with lace and there's like a hat but it looks like a hat but it's a visor and then the back of it there was like lace from the dress i gotta check it out yeah I just saw, just because I'm just seeing the pictures today of what Beyonce wore last night, mm-hmm. but, like, she had, like, a very beautiful, like, bright chartreuse tennis ball colored gown that I was just like, oh, just, like, all shades of green right yeah. now. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I know. I know. Am I wearing green? No, but my bet is. Okay. Girl, me either. I know. I don't even have anything green near me. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my god, Robin. This is gonna be the, the oh, Robin, most... I'm sorry. No, 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 it's fine. We're either gonna have the best bloopers in the world, yeah. or we're gonna have the best episode in the world, or both. Right. We'll see. Right. I think it's probably I think gonna be like some and some. Both. I appreciate the blankets when Robin is pushing. Uh-huh. But please put a pillow behind her head. Okay, I thought so too. I was just like, like, y'all can make her more comfortable as she's about to like bring a life into the world. Yeah, yeah I noticed that too. It didn't look no especially because you're gonna be like and your head's gonna go in the cabinet exactly yeah and I had I barely even noticed her head it was somewhere else on her body that I was like it looks like she could use a little bit more cushion there (laughs) her shoulders or her like lower back and yeah but I agree (laughs) yeah another directing thing that I really liked in this episode was Mm -hmm. I was very glad that they cut to another scene right after they said push before her blood curdling scream because you could see it coming and like of course we get some more screams later but push cut instead of push 
never been I almost I'm surprised I didn't make a note about it but I've never been so happy to not see what happens I, I was know. about to type I was about to be like I'm so glad the director didn't make us watch that baby cause clavicle get broken uh-uh. I was so nervous that he was gonna show it and like make us hear it and I was like that's the last thing no in the midst of all this will and change I know <laughs> I don't want to hear a baby's clavicle break <laughs> so I was very happy of that choice and then I was like when has private pra- no, because when we went through the Dell and Heather episodes, that was like the most graphic. That was pretty graphic. Yeah, we have some. We have a lot of stuff coming. Did we hear Violet when? Um, did we hear Violet when yes. Katie cut into her? We did. Yes. So that's why I was like, I feel like they have in the past, but I'm so glad that they did it in that moment because I was not ready. <laughs> imprinted on my memory. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Speaking of, I hope her daughter is in her room watching TV with earphones and the volume all the way up under some blankets so she won't listen or she's going to have some Meredith Grey level trauma. That part. I'm surprised they didn't have moments of her like peeking around the corner and being like, mommy. And then speaking of the daughter, were we ever going to address that she was coughing and sick? I know. I what thought was that, that was, I thought that was going to be something, especially after our tuberculosis thing a couple Whenever that was. Right. I was like, oh, so we just gonna ignore that. <laughs> I just feel like a show like private practice, a doctor show, if someone's coughing, like we have to address it. We <laughs> yeah, coughing, <laughs> sneezing, puke, something. I was like, she got COVID? Because I was like, the last time someone just like coughed generally like that, and it's just like, okay, what's wrong with this guy was when um what's his name? The one who I said my friend Yeah, tuberculosis years ago. Yeah, so tuberculosis case. And like, okay, we addressed that immediately. It was like he coughed and was just like, what's going Ooh. on? Here? It's like but record little, scratch. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> like, we expect that. It's just like, okay, they had him cough for a reason. But that little girl coughed and we just like went about our day. So I was I was confused and intrigued. But... We didn't even get her name. <laughs> didn't get her name, didn't get the mama's name. Nope. <laughs> Baby unnamed. Right. <laughs> No name. Un- <laughs> Anonymous birthing R us. Literally, literally. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um I only have one and a half more notes. Okay. Do you have anything for Mrs. K Brown? Uh, I, have I really did not have much for her. I thought it's so funny. I literally have her as her real name. And I was like, Ryan. Um I was like, her daughter's adorable, dot dot and sick, but we just mm-hmm. talked about that. I said the paramedics are taking long, and then I was like, "Then it was her quote when you want to break my baby." I was just like, "I know, oh my God, Lord." Also, what I would say, but okay. Yeah, right. It's just like when you don't communicate to the patient what is going on, it's like, and they're left like piece it together. Yeah, and they ask in the most detrimental way. Uh, so when I was a baby, I was delivered by a man. So I know okay. that they can do it as they have yes. for much of human history. Yes, they have. But um I think I was too, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I am like fully feminist to believe that all genders are equal. Nobody uh-huh. should have any more whatever's than anybody else. Everybody should mm-hmm. be on an even playing field. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when I'm looking for like a doctor, I always go for a, uh, you know, a woman or you know, a non-binary doctor. <laughs> as do I, yeah. Same. Comfortability. I, yeah. So I don't think I would ever want a man to deliver my baby, as you know, was probably Robin's plan because she was planning on Addison. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah, and I think that I think that was like her hesitation too. Yeah, yeah. she was like this little boy. Exactly, yeah. this child. And then he she heard him talking to Addison and realized that, you know. Um, but if a team of men had to do it. 
and I, again, dear listeners, I know that these are not real people. I do understand <laughs> that in my soul, but I think I would want it to be Dell and Cooper. I think that, know. you know, out of all the men in the Grey's I universe, yeah. I was thinking like maybe George or Richard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Those, those are the only other two that I could see. Right. Um, and then I was like, maybe Ben. And I was like, wait a minute. He's cut way too many babies out of stomachs. I don't think mm-hmm. so. <laughs> okay, right. We know his right. history with, with rough deliveries. Yes, exactly. We sure do. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. What a good era of Grey's. I, I know. that that part. <laughs> I, I, in my rewatch, I'm in the middle of season two. I just did the train oh. episode. I think I texted you and I was like, Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, especially like now and, um, yeah, I just definitely miss I miss the the, the old old episodes. I but, know, but I'm, yeah. I'm I'm keeping the faith. I'm following along. Um, yeah, and just start another rewatch if you ever lose faith. I know. I'm literally. I've been getting to that point for so long. I like. I think I told you before. I usually wait until my brother comes home to visit, and I just like pick up wherever he is. But I think I'm I think I'm ready to do my my second round. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I do feel like a part of me died once Mark and Lexi died. It's I will been say 10 that. Years. Like, that was a big shit. That, it's been ten years 10 since that episode. Years. Yeah, this is twelve. Not years. Sam. For real. It's been ten years. Mm-hmm. Twenty twelve. The show is twenty years old, though, right? Or how? No, eighteen. Eighteen, almost. That's so close. But it's been ten years since that. That's crazy. That's what I definitely feel like it's like the BCAC. Yes. Do you have any more notes on Robin? No, no more on Robin. Okay. No. We're going to move on to Sam, Naomi, Addison. I don't know if I said that at the mm-hmm. top because I don't think I put it in. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just talk mm-hmm. about the uh, sure. that triangle. It's mostly a love letter to Audrey McDonald. But mm-hmm. what isn't? You know? My freaking goodness. What is that? I will say that watching the show has definitely made me, like, fall in love with her even more. She's just, like, a really impeccable actress. Did you finish uh, The Golden Age? No. Okay. I still have to watch the very last episode. Okay. I have so much catching up to do. Last week got crazy, and I can't even remember why, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm not up to date on my shows <laughs> like I have been. Yeah, I mean she's great in every episode, obviously, but they yeah. really give her a little bit more to do in the last episode. Oh, really? Okay, so, that's exciting. Okay, mm-hmm. good. and I think we're gonna see more of her next season. Oh, good. Because as I I'm said, glad. like forever ago when it started, I was like, it doesn't have enough Audra for me. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we get a lot of like. We even see a little bit more of like Kelly O'Hara mm-hmm. in those scenes, and so love yeah. to see her and see like Goldner and Michael Cerveris, all of them. We love yes. it. Yes, Nathan Lane, good, good actors. Yeah, yeah. Do you? What's your first note for this trio situation? Oh Lord, who do I want to trust? Who did I list first? <laughs> Sam, Sam listed first, but it has nothing to do with. Oh yes, it does. It does have to do with love triangle. I said I. I think I agree with Sam that if they just address it head on, they can move on how they want to from there. And especially now that she's caught them, it's like, but again, I think it's Addison and the effort of still trying to like be a good friend to Naomi. Cause it like, I can't understand that. It's like, okay, just because she knows now doesn't mean we should flaunt it in her face. Like, I think that, I think that Addison is like doing the right thing and trying to respect the friendship still, even yeah. with Naomi being upset right now. But I, I see Sam's point of view that like they should, 
um, not monopolize, but take advantage of mm-hmm. the, the truth being out now. It's like, well, at least now we can like talk about it. And yeah. Perhaps pursue. If Naomi sees it, she, right. She might be upset, but it's like, at least she knows the truth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why I like this. I mean, I don't like this storyline because people are getting hurt, but mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that's why I like this because everyone is right yeah right like I mean similar to in the um in our pregnant friends what's her name Kayla and I was gonna call her Katie similar to the (laughs) Kayla situation I can see it from everyone's point of view Mm -hmm. and I think that's what makes it interesting to watch because everyone is correct and nobody has really ulterior motives right it's not like right. we have like the caricature of a villain being like, Wahaha, I want them to suffer. Yeah. They're fighting right. for what they believe in for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. And it was really I think that's what made um Audra's Naomi's <laughs> monologue so powerful when she was just like, Now I'm second guessing everything about our friendship mm. and our marriage and like and that is so hurtful. And it's just like I'm so glad. Uh, that's one thing I'm grateful about is that like Sam and Addison aren't malicious in this at all. It's like they just have feelings for each other that like it almost has with the sad thing about it is that like it has nothing but yet everything to do with Naomi at the same time. Like, you know, and it's like, of course, she's going to take that personal as she should. It's her husband and best friend. But it's like it's less about her, I think, than she realizes. And um, yeah, but it was like really yeah powerful to like see her in that moment say that to them. Um, And even Sam being like, don't be don't be ridiculous which is like those aren't the things you want to that's not what you want to hear from your ex-husband in that moment but it's like I think it goes to show that like that's how much they didn't plan this yeah yeah the way that she says she's lost every good memory of their marriage Mm -hmm. she's upset but then she almost can't say that they've that she's lost the good memories of their friendship Mm. because it's that much worse girl those those friendship breakups yeah Yeah, friend breakups are the worst they're they're horrible yeah Yeah, they're really hard the worst yeah yeah and those tears sitting in naomi's eyes i mean like how does one learn to do that like i have a degree in acting but there's no class on that Come on, look. I was like, that's why I'm like, those had to kind of came from a real, real place because they were like sitting there and yeah. but still coming. But it was just like, I was like, that's a deep hurt. Like that's like yeah. she, yeah, she embodied it so well in that moment. And I'm sometimes I'm just so amazed because I'm just like, I know that like those scenes are relatively like they happen relatively quickly and stuff. And I always wonder that my actor brain always wonders like I'm like, do they give them enough time to like? I mean, it's Audra McDonald, so of course it's just like whenever you're ready. Yeah, right. <laughs> amazed by her work on this show yeah Um, especially being on film it's at least three angles to get the three of them if not six or seven you're right like multiple takes yeah yeah i mean i'm not that i know her personally but knowing her reputation in the business Mm -hmm. she was giving for every one of those i'm sure of it i'm sure of it like yeah you hear of some people being like oh my face isn't shown let's just put my stand in there or like 
my scene partner can just talk to an ex, right? Girl, I didn't even know they was doing that. This oh, surprised yeah. me, but <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. Um, I was, you know, while I was on my Audra soapbox mm-hmm. and the, uh, the tear sitting in her eyes, I said, she defies gravity. And then I was like, oh my God, someone's going to make that into a wicked joke. So I was like, not in an Aussian way, but she should also do that. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Child, I would love that. I know she's played Madame Morgul, but yeah. Yeah. All of it. Just one, one person show. Exactly. (laughs) To do all of the roles. Yes. Yes. And then, sorry, I feel like I'm taking over this whole section. Please let me know if you. I rather respond to things that you clocked. Okay. I did have a lot. I did write a lot for Naomi this, but it was a big Naomi episode. Yeah. Nay brought out this truffles for this situation. Oh my god, the good stuff. Not yeah. even the normal chocolates, but the truffles. That's how you knew it was serious. Because the last time something happened, she didn't even want the chocolates. Yeah. Or oh, when Addison offered to them, offered her some before she found out about her and Sam. That was like the only time I ever remember her turning down the chocolates. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she sure did. Mm-hmm. And you know that Addison has like a drawer of like specifically for her breaking cl- breaking case of emergency, like break glass. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> and then after the kiss, Fife says, mm-hmm. "Now isn't that better than chocolate?" She thought about it, baby. Yeah, she did. She thought she about really it. Did. She was like, she sure hmm. did. She's like, actually, it is. Yeah, like, yeah, you have a point. Okay. Yeah. That kiss was intense. That's how I was like, oh, she like him. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then when Naomi is talking to Sheldon, again, we love Sheldon. Um, love Sheldon. And Nay mm-hmm. says, chocolate's not helping. And Sheldon said, must be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. I have like a good little section on Sheldon. Yes, yeah. please take it away. All I have is miscellaneous. So. Oh, girl. I'm sure we covered um oh when Charlotte came charging into his office earlier in the episode I was like <laughs> I was like he doesn't deserve to be used this way and it's funny because I knew that Charlotte was headed toward to his office but yeah. I thought it was just for like another impromptu therapy session um, <laughs> but I was like Sheldon doesn't deserve to be used like this but um then I thought it was very funny when he came out bare-chested I think to speak to Cooper about yes. something that was comedy to me um but I'm finally getting to, okay, the Naomi scene. Um, he's so sweet. He was like, do you want someone to eat chocolate with? I know. <laughs> I was like, he's such a good friend, just available to everyone at every freaking given moment. Yeah. And then then when he asked, <laughs> when he, it's not even funny, um, but when he was like, is it because of the chair? And oh, um, yeah. when I was like, I said, I was glad that they were discussing it because I too was curious. I was just like, what does like, what does intimacy look like with someone who's handicapped or for someone who, for people who don't know? Yeah. And like, they didn't go into detail, they didn't go into as much detail as I would have liked, but mm-hmm. like, at least they like touched on it um, and showed that Naomi was like curious and. And considering respect- that. And considering, yes, her potential partner enough to like want to do her research. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yes. And then I thought it was really funny when Sheldon gave himself away to Naomi about Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so good. Yeah. Um, this is not about this is not about Naomi, but this is in his uh last scene with Charlotte. 
But I said, good for you, Sheldon. I was like giving a diagnosis <laughs> to Charlotte about her relationship with Cooper while also setting your boundaries because yeah. it's like, it's very clear that she's still in love with Cooper and like, you know, and I know that she genuinely like likes and respects Sheldon, but is like at the end of the day using him still. So I was just like, good for him for being like, you know, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I agree. That's all I got for Sheldon. <laughs> My first miscellaneous note mm-hmm. is that thank goodness that Cooper gave the money back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and maybe they can finally start from scratch now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that too. I said, okay, payment for, um, services but this wasn't he wasn't paying her for doing something this was the money to buy into the um remember when addison was like i need fifty thousand dollars tomorrow this is why this is why they broke up right I, like going back to i mean uh, yeah essentially a little bit ish no, nothing was the same after he was given that money from her right right okay that's what that was about i had kind of forgotten about the money when charlotte catches naomi like trying to ask for help with this intimacy situation i loved when she was checking her fake chart when charlotte was asking questions i was dying at that yeah i don't think that my client has no i i do not uh no they're very uncomfortable with coming in very uncomfortable I was dead. I said, not Naomi acting like it's not her. Yeah. Like, of course. That was hilarious. Yes. And Charlotte seeing right through it, too. Oh, yeah. I was also just starting to like Fife. And then he waits until after to tell Naomi that William has ALS. Me, too. I was like, man. I was like, you could have not said anything, honestly. And it would have been just fine yeah and i don't know what he i guess he did he think that that was gonna demonize william in some way by like you know i i don't know maybe he thought audra was gonna naomi was going to respond differently (laughs) and think that like oh william's keeping something from me i don't know i'm just like i don't know what he got out of telling her that in that moment i mean it could be that it could be the you can't build a life with someone if they're not going to live that part yeah it could it could be like it could be a million different things but Mm -hmm. i mean he also could have told her before yeah absolutely right exactly yeah Mm -hmm. a little manipulation there Yeah. yeah are there any more notes that you have before we move on yeah no, I think that's just about it. Yeah, I had a lot about Charlotte, but I'll get to her later. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we do Sam's style? Yes, let's. Okay, do you remember the old Victoria's Secret logo where it's like light pink and lighter pink instead of like the Vaguely. pink and the red? Vaguely. So I think... Um, okay, so my, my Sam style is Addison mm-hmm. silk PJ shirt when she's calming Lucas in the bath. It's okay. very like early 2000s Victoria's Secret, but it's gotcha. also like a candy striper. And I feel like that's funny because she's volunteering to help the sick like a candy striper. <laughs> Just a little nod. That's exactly, so exactly. And I wonder if that was their intention. I wonder. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. 
<laughs> I love that. Yes. Oh, it seems bad. Thank you, thank you. Let me know about yeah. our guest star spotlight. I have no idea who it could be. Oh, who could it be other than Miss Ryan Michelle Babe, aka? Actually, I don't know if she goes by Babe Brown as well because of her husband Sterling K. Brown. Um, but that's our guest star spotlight today. Miss Ryan was born on July 27, 1976, in St. Louis, Missouri. She's an actress and producer known for One for the Monkey, Boston Legal, and This Is Us. She's been married to Sterling. Yeah, I know, and I'm not super familiar with Boston Legal, but I know it's popular. Yeah, my mom used to watch it. Blast from really? the Really? Okay. Yes. She's been married to Sterling K. Brown since June 2007, and they have two children together. Yes, and some fun facts about her. Um, she got her MFA in acting from NYU Tisch in two thousand and one. Yes, MFA. How about it? Exactly. And I know that she had to delve a little bit deeper because I know I mentioned that her and Sterling went to um, school together, but I'm trying to remember if it was college or grad school. Um, I want to say it was college, but um, don't quote me. Um, but she's also a member of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Okay, shout out to the Deltas. My college didn't have sororities. <laughs> I feel like I missed out on that experience. But yeah, that's a little bit about Miss Ryan. Love seeing her in this. <laughs> yes, I know. I love seeing her. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Our trivia is what we've been hearing last episode as well. And what we will hear next episode <laughs> is, oh, well, first, this episode scored 8.71 million viewers. Great. Love that. Ready? Bu- buckle in, everyone. Okay. Monica Kina, who plays Kayla Lindy, also played Bonnie Krasnoff in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Our train friend who shows up when Meredith dies in the ghost hospital. Cool. Gotcha. Okay. Michael Riley Burke, who plays Simon McConnell, also played Mr. Finch. That's the fighting dad after a one-night stand with the mom at the mm. office party. In okay. an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Judith Hogue, I feel like we're saying her name incorrectly, and I'm so sorry, who played Angie McConnell, also played... Rhoda Douglas in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. This is when Mae Whitman was on as a girl who had a very severe case of scoliosis. Mm. Derek Phillips, who plays Eddie Lindy, also played Dale Winnick in two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. That's our hiking trio where someone ends up dead. <laughs> and our new friend, who we talked about a bit earlier, is Frida mm-hmm. Foshen, who plays mm-hmm. the judge. She also yes. played Missy Grant. In an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And again, if you missed it 20 minutes ago, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is our HR rep who was in Richard's office when Izzy was fired. We also mm-hmm. covered her for like a minute in our episode released on August 19th, if you want to go back. And that mm-hmm. was covering Private Practice 3.3 and Grey's 6.5. Yeah. Uh, good job, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm going to, when I, whenever I see those names again, I'm going to be like, wait, I know that. Right, yeah. But as always, a lot of returners from Grey's Anatomy. We love to see it. Love to see it. Will you muse for us? Oh, sure. Oh, girl. I actually like tried to write down some of them um, this time around. But um, I said, how will Fife telling Naomi that he is about to die change her feelings towards William? And I mean, we, we obviously got shown a little bit of that because we saw Naomi at the airport um I'm assuming going over to Geneva to check on William um but I'm interested to see how that will play out what will happen to her relationship with Fife 
into how they'll move forward from there. Um, I'm still very interested to see how we haven't really gotten to see. Um, well, I guess we did see. We saw the moment with Naomi and Sam and Addison um, to see what her feelings have been like post discovering their relationship. Um, but I guess now I'm interested to see like what that forgiveness process will look like, or will she forgive them at all? Um, and how she's gonna operate when it comes to like working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, who else here can I muse about? Miss Charlotte and um, Cooper. She still loves that man. And I believe that he loves her too. I just think that Cooper's heart is still so hardened. Um, so I'm just like, I don't know. I think it's, I feel like it's the balls in Cooper's court in Absolutely. a way. Now that like, you know, now he just has to decide like, okay, are you going to put your pride and your ego aside and like love the woman that you love or not? So um, I'm interested about that. And as far as Sheldon, I just want Sheldon to find love. He's so, <laughs> he's such a good friend and just like so willing to be there for someone anywhere from like casual sex to like possibly eating chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like the ultimate shoulder to cry on. And like, of course that comes with like being a therapist, but, um, but yeah, I'm like ready for him to like have a true love interest. And I don't, I don't know. I'm sure listeners who have watched the show before and you Sam know whether he gets that but I just feel like he's so deserving of the best so yeah um that's my constant hope for him but who else have I left out here I was really proud of Dell for this episode yes 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 I was proud of Del too I was happy just to see Del right so long he did a great job um delivering the baby and I think just proving himself to Robin overall because he she was judging him from the jump just on the fact that he was a man and young. <laughs> but, and honestly to Cooper as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I respect that though. Cause he's like, he doesn't like play the game with the patients where it's like, you know, you tell them, but you don't tell them everything yeah. in detail. And he was being very straight up and very clear that like, you know, he was like, the paramedics aren't going to get here in time. <laughs> Things that like, you know, under other circumstances, they might keep from the patient to like not make them freak out. I would also want to be told. Me too. I think if you tell them the seriousness of the situation, it's like that this is why this is so urgent. We have to get this baby out now. So like, I always appreciate his honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my musings. <laughs> I love that. Should we do rating or MVP first? Oh, what do we want? I have... You know, we were just talking about him. So I'm just going to tell you that my MVP is Dell. All right, Dr. Dell. Dr. Midwife Dell. Yes. Yes. For taking the reins on Robin's case, Mm -hmm. stopping the whining as he was talking about with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. I I was like, Charlotte, come on. We haven't seen this poor child in many an episode. And now we're going to see him and you're going to. Oh, he's reprimand not gonna, him yeah he's not gonna come yeah. around much more if you keep talking to him like that with your with your flowy yogurt and no because spoon we, <laughs> exactly because what was he even complaining about when she said that like i i must have been distracted at the top he, of that scene yeah but. he moved out of naomi's house it was like it was like telling the audience exposition without us mm-hmm. having to have a conversation gotcha naomi being like okay leave my house which she probably didn't gotcha. do anyway but they moved right. out. Betsy's not happy in the new place. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I was curious. I was like, why did she tell him that in the first place? But okay. Yeah. Um, taking the reins, stopping the whining, and saving lives, obviously. Because that mm-hmm. baby and that mother, you know, it could have ended very differently. 
had he he not been confident in himself and his abilities yeah Mm -hmm. and believing in himself look at me not reading my own words (laughs) no you're fine I do that all the time believing in himself after we hadn't seen him for so long yeah yeah absolutely I agree it was a good reminder that Dell is good at what he does oh yeah he's yeah very good that's so good I uh chose someone for MVP that I feel like I have I ever or rarely do I chose Miss Charlotte as my MVP for this episode um, because uh, of how she helped Eddie uh, have a voice for his wife um, and help Naomi with intimacy with Fife. Um, but there was a specific quote, if I scroll up to my Charlotte section, that she said to Sam when Sam was kind of questioning her when she was um, when she helped Eddie get an attorney. Um, to, to make the ruling that he still didn't like but um, but she said I'm not saying he's right I'm just saying that he deserves to be heard and I was just like that's really beautiful and I feel like we could all use a little bit more of that in our world um, that yeah that like even if you don't necessarily agree with someone you know in their choices it's like you know at least hear them out you can gain some understanding from it so I appreciated her for that and um yeah, and giving Naomi the manual. Um, yep. For Fife. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I did appreciate she... that she gave her the manual and didn't like mm-hmm. go through it together because, you know, Naomi would not have been about that. Right. She wouldn't have. Because part of me, <laughs> probably me selfishly being genuinely curious on like how it works. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I wanted a little bit more detail, but yeah, I think it was more tasteful that she was just like, you can get into it on your own. Yeah. 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 I also hadn't thought about, I should have brought this up in the actual note section. Um, mm-hmm. but if you skip after the reaction, I guess you just don't get this. I don't know who would do that. We're so entertaining. <laughs> I know. Aren't we entertaining guys? Yeah. Come on. Anyway. Um, I hadn't thought about it that this is air quotes, dear listener, mm-hmm. in our audio medium, um, mm-hmm. that Naomi stole Charlotte's job. I hadn't thought about that until she said it to yeah. Sheldon. Yeah. I completely. Yeah. That went over my head. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, there was one more. Oh, when Charlotte is talking to Eddie Lindy, mm-hmm. it reminded me of those episodes in especially early Grays when, you know, again, we're learning exposition through mm-hmm. storylines of, like, when we find out that Izzy had a baby when she was a teenager, when we find out mm-hmm. that Alex's dad wasn't a great guy, and, like... Right even Joe having the domestic violence in her background and Joe yeah. living in her car and like Alex and Joe bonding over foster care and stuff like that. It rem- yeah. What Charlotte was doing there made me feel like, oh, maybe we get another insight into her background and like she believes in legal aid or like she did, she wouldn't do Doctor Without Borders, but like she worked in a you know a low cost clinic or something yeah. and i was expecting us to get some sort of insight in her into her background in that but mm-hmm. we didn't and also we know that she grew up very wealthy having met big daddy mm-hmm. yeah so yeah yeah thank you uh rating i feel like mine is uh <laughs> i feel like mine is a uh... It's a, it's a repeat for some reason when I was thinking about it I was like I feel like I've done this before but I was like it's okay there's only so much that can happen on the beach that's very true yeah Let's start there uh, mine, oh, mine is oh go ahead, go ahead. You do, no you guys do, you do your first because I did my MVP okay so we'll do it every other cool annoyance with your vacation group when everyone can't make a decision on where to eat dinner 
Ooh, that's a dead one. You've spent all day in the sun. You got back. You showered or not. Yeah. You're like, I want food. I don't care where we go. Just pick somewhere. But then everyone does that. Yeah. You're like, why can't yeah. you pick? It's like, well, why can't you pick? Yeah. I'm the <laughs> same way. Yeah. It's obviously with Kayla's situation, everyone mm-hmm. is suffering and can't get along. Mm-hmm. But in Robin's situation, this is really like, like, what's the word? Um, whatever. She's the hungry one yeah. on the trip. Yeah. But the baby being indecisive about mm-hmm. where to eat. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but when he's ready to be born. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. yeah, but he oh, like wouldn't. Not he wouldn't come, but she was like on bed rest and he was late or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. That makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, we always tie it together. Mine, I feel like, is a reach as always. Mine is hide and seek on the beach at dark, though, um, because uh, I feel there's three groups of people in uh, the series right now that I feel are doing this, but I feel like Addison is kind of hiding from Sam, and in doing so, she's, like, you know, seeking confirmation for being with Pete and being a good mother-like figure to Lucas. I feel like Naomi is doing it um, with uh, William and Fife. I feel like she's like, she's hiding from Fife, who she knows that she truly has feelings for by trying to seek something out in William. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like Charlotte is also doing it um, by hiding with Sheldon when she really knows that Cooper is the one that she really wants to seek after so it's just like and it feels like it's those moments like like when you're sometimes you play hide and seek and you um you know you meet up with other people who are hiding and so y'all decide to like team up together and hide and I kind of feel like that's what Addison and Pete are doing because I feel like you know we haven't seen violence but yes so that is that is my um that's my rating hide and seek I love that thank you for joining us for this week's episode of beach houses and babies a private practice recap podcast please follow us on instagram at bhab podcast and be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or anchor to be the first to hear future episodes you can find me on instagram at at melissa clark and on twitter at at melissa with three e's and you can follow me at samantha g harris on all social media if you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash BHAB podcast. Our next episode will be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 19. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT. Hello? 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 That was a loopy one. Thanks, girl. Oh, my God. It's available to stream on Hulu and can be. On where? It's available to stream on Hulu. I completely changed dialect. On who? On where? I'm like.
completely different from what I was reading. Good grief. 